0: How are you doing? I'm
2: all right. How are you?
0: Well, I'm, I'm fine, but let's focus on you for a second because oh, I've just broke the sad news to you that Angela Lansbury has died. And, as you
2: know, I was a very big fan of Murder, She Wrote. Very, very, very big fan.
0: I, I hear the name Angela Lansbury and I think of you.
2: I mm, love that show. I mean, it's still around. I don't know why I'm so sad. I'm still watching it. I'm just sad and I don't think she's no longer with us. Because
0: I think I mentioned on the podcast... Before that, I am in a uh, an eternal competition with my friend Chris to alert the other one. You know, we're each trying to alert the other one when a famous person dies.
2: Okay, you want to be the first, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he texted me that, uh, that Angela Lansbury had passed away, and then I had to pass this news on to you Mm. and I thought I bet this is a bit like I mean imagine this the 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 only thing I can imagine being similar would be like if you'd learned that Ringo Starr (laughs) a time you had to tell me Wow, I can't think of anybody (laughs) and anything that you've loved as much as Murder, She Wrote over the years
2: yeah yeah every day you used to watch it didn't you I did when we did the breakfast show I used to go home Watch Murder She Wrote. Have my lunch. Have a little nap.
0: Mm.
2: That was that was my day. Yeah, I think you
0: saw a lot of yourself in Angela Lansbury, didn't you? Well, and a lot, Jessica Fletcher. A
2: lot of what I wanted to be was the truth, <laughs> not not what was me now, but what was my projected ideal future
0: me. What was on your mood board? <laughs> you tried to manifest a life oh. as a crime-solving crime fiction writer. Yeah, that didn't work out for you. No, I mean, yeah, it was a podcast. Yeah, I
2: mean, look at the age of Jessica Fletcher. She was. Probably about 60 yeah, well, young, no, actually. I bet
0: if you look at it She's probably younger than you are now <laughs> <Probably> <laughs>
2: surprisingly. Out,
0: I found out mm-hmm. that I'm older than Principal Skinner In The Simpsons the other day mm-hmm. That was a moment for me Oh, What a shame though, Angela Lansbury She yeah. seemed like a good sort
2: Yeah, definitely, R.I.P
0: um, You know the story I'm about to tell I'm oh, thinking yeah. of telling And I'm oh, thinking, yeah. shall I just leave it
2: I don't know, I'm, I'm in two minds
0: yeah. <laughs> Do You think it's too soon, isn't it? Um, There'll be people who've heard me talk about this before. Mm. They'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And um, for everyone else, let's not desecrate her memory. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right then. Thank you. Yeah.
0: It doesn't involve her. It, it's uh, almost entirely you've involves never, me. You've never met her. No. No. Yeah, you know, it's. I don't know something terrible about her. No, no. I know something terrible Talk about, about you. myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, R.I.P. So restrained, by the way. Well done. <laughs> no, I'm
1: really <laughs> You've yeah. changed. I have changed, yeah. haven't I? Yeah. Haven't I?
0: Um. So, uh, so yes. Yeah, so, sad news. R.I.P. Mm. Did you see that we now have a date for the coronation of King Charles III? I did
1: not
2: see. I'm so behind the times. When is it? Tell me.
0: Sixth of May.
2: That's ages away.
0: Yeah. Um, It is the same day as Tony Blair's 70th birthday and the the same day as Jim from Neighbours, Alan Dale, 76th birthday. So I I wonder if um, Charles was invited to both, (laughs) didn't know which one to say no to, and then out of awkwardness (laughs) scheduled his his, his coronation that day. That would make sense. So it's not to upset either Mm. Tony Blair or Alan Dale, Jim from Neighbours, Mm -mm. Jim Robinson.
2: Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Sixth of May.
0: I was on um, Jim, Rob- Jim Robinson's or Alan Dale's Wikipedia page earlier. At, at least I think that's where I was. Right. Um, and there was some sentence that he found it difficult initially after neighbours because he was typecast as Jim Robinson. <laughs> and I thought typecast isn't quite the right word there, is it? Typecast as Jim Robinson. Right. Right. You know, you, I think you can be typecast as a vicar, like perhaps Derek Nimmo was. You can't be... Type- you, can- you can be linked in people's <laughs> right, minds, right. too strongly linked with the character of Jim... I don't think he can be typecast as Jim Robinson. I also
2: think he's lying. There was a phase when he was in everything, like Ugly Betty, Lost... Well, I
0: know, but he had to go through... 24. He had to go through the Jim Robinson thing <laughs> right, right. before before he got there. He mentions a lot of those roles in his Twitter bio, but not Jim from Neighbours. Oh, that is
2: weird. So I think he's carrying some yeah. resentment about that
0: period. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, the, the the whole point is that if I was about to be crowned king. Mm. The first thing I'd be thinking about when I was choosing the date for my coronation is what what do I want to avoid doing? What am I trying to get out of doing that I can just say, I'm sorry I'm getting coronated that day. <laughs> coronated. I'm sorry, they're crowning me. Yeah. Um, They've said it's going to be a low-key coronation.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: which I think means he's just going to like so, – Book a table in a pub on a Sunday, and then if you want to drop in, drop in, but no pressure and, and no presents. That's how, usually what low key means. How isn't can it? it be
2: low key with that hat and like that coach and all? The, and how can it be low key? It's impossible.
0: I know. I, th- I think it's about number one trying to look frugal oh, when there's wow. no way it looks frugal no. for reasons uh, the aforementioned reasons. Yeah. But maybe maybe not trying to upstage your mum's funeral. God, that's that's got to so be a sure. hard balancing act, hasn't it? It's
2: probably why it's so far in the future. That makes, yeah. probably, makes a bit more sense now. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> we all thought it. but Right, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think um, having the national anthem sung at you is is like... Having happy birthday song to you.
2: I'm going to be talking about that. Oh, really? Yes, yes, yes. Well, the yeah. happy birthday song. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah.
0: so weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's In the, it's awful. Yeah. Yes,
2: that's exactly. What I'm going to talk about yeah, because
0: yeah. at least when it's the happy birthday song, you can pretend to conduct it a little. bit. Oh, that is
2: the only way to get through it. Yeah, but yeah, you, yeah. you
0: can't. You can't do that.
2: Maybe he should. Maybe he could be the first sovereign to do that.
0: Yeah, mm. I'd I'd like him more for it. Yeah. No, I'm not. You know. I feel that there's an implication in that that I don't quite mean, but okay. I'm not implying anything. Okay, <laughs> I don't want to say I'd like him even more because it's not like yay. Okay, but it's not like oh, I'd like him a bit more if he did that.
2: You could just say I'd like him for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe that's what. That, maybe no. that's what
0: I meant. Um, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's a hard thing that, though. I think the amount of time is important in yes. terms of the not upstaging. Yeah, I really hadn't thought that. Through. Yeah. yeah, I hope the queue makes a comeback.
2: The queue, mm. yeah, I might get my turn this time.
0: I'd, um, if I was him, I'd, I'd sit there like a department store Santa and have the queue just come and tell me the wishes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Would he give out little presents? <laughs> That'd be nice. Maybe, maybe just pat my head. I'd be yeah, so happy with a yeah, pat on the head. Yeah. God, how good would that be? It'd go, be great. Go yeah. and tell him your, your three wishes yeah. and have him pat you on the head. would be lovely, wouldn't it? I'd queue for eight days for that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, how old is he? He's well into his 70s, is 70-something, yeah. I'm not sure about the hygiene complications mm-hmm. of having an endless amount of people come and sit on your knee and then... <laughs> I going to sit on his knee. Does he wear rubber gloves when he's patting <laughs> you on the head? Is, is there a mask involved? Can I just
2: say, it really, was I was envisioning myself kneeling before him? I wasn't imagining myself
0: sitting on his knee. Couldn't they um, put him behind glass? Then how would he pat my head? I don't know. What was the thing where you saw Bruce Forsyth that time, <laughs> oh, and he was that's behind? So weird. Didn't they have him mean, a glass box? No, was so, no, it wasn't a glass box. I was on the first
2: ever BA flight from London to Puerto Rico, and and his wife is Puerto Rican, so yes. he lives there half the year. And I they, don't think he does now. Oh, sorry, yeah, R.I.P. So, <laughs> well, she does. And he's, he, he's up
0: there tonight, oh, tangoing with Angela Lansbury.
2: <laughs> and they laid him on yeah. like a like a surprise kind of welcome guest, but he was behind. He was behind, he was behind glass, so you just had to wave him. But he wasn't in a glass box. He was just in some kind of
0: room with glass behind. He, him. he was there to greet people, but yeah. behind glass, I mean, which it was just, one can only imagine yeah. was his stipulation.
2: I'm wondering if I am remembering rightly. Here's was my
0: favourite. I have the, to be high glass.
2: Was it just that he happened to be in a different queue in a different room and he thought No, away. no, no. He, he was brought was some, on. Was some, yeah, was I think you're weird right. weird thing
0: I remember. He showed me the photo. Oh, yeah. On the other podcast, we're, we're doing a thing. Maybe I mentioned this last week. I can't remember. We're doing a thing to crowdsource a theme, theme tune.
2: Oh, that's a good idea. So we
0: had Dan McGrath on
2: oh, yeah, who's an yeah. old
0: colleague of ours who wrote or co-wrote the Strictly Come Dancing yeah, theme music yeah, yeah. to give some hints and tips and he was saying that when they were pitching for the Strictly theme oh yeah guess who else pitched an idea for oh, a song go on that he would sing go on Bruce
2: uh, oh of course he wanted to do it himself yeah yeah
0: so he he wanted to write and sing the theme oh, music
2: oh I'm surprised he didn't go with it
0: well can you just imagine being the producer who had to break That's the so, news? So uh,
2: very awkward. I wonder he's also grumpy on that show. I'd love to, I'd love to hear that. <laughs> how bad must it have been? Because
0: they're the balancing how bad it was with. Oh God, should we just let? Should we just let him do it? It's so, been
2: tempting,
1: would not it? But it must have been Easy really life. bad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is um, another thing? Will they be inventing a dish? For the coronation Oh like, like coronation chicken Yeah Or like um, Jubilee chicken Right Remember jubilee no. chicken <laughs> so really No Didn't
2: catch on In the same well, way Well the
0: coronation chicken We all know Go yeah. in any what was Good old fashioned uh, Sandwich shop And there it is mm.
2: Still It's amazing really Yeah It's really like outla- You know I mean, really I'm not
0: vegetarian But certainly the last time I was ordering meat At the sandwich shop You could still You still I've seen it in Marks and Sparks
2: Yeah, yeah it still exists Yeah What was jubilee chicken then
0: so it's not caught on in the same way it's just again being a vegetarian I don't follow these things mm. but it was the dish that Heston Blumenthal invented for the Diamond Jubilee I
2: bet it was amazing then. Yeah, but
0: weird, weird though that um, <laughs> it's not become a staple right just shows how little there was going on yes like a little choice yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a new dish let's yeah. all eat it yeah it would have been <laughs> cheese <laughs> ham
2: yeah. oh alright then yeah, yeah. fancy chicken yes please
0: maybe um do you remember what Uh, Years ago, it must be 15 years ago, I tried to make um, blue cheese and mango chutney, I think. You did. That could be the dish. Oh, for the... Yeah, coronation sandwich. Charles' coronation. Does that fit
2: in with him? Blue cheese? Yeah, I think... Yeah, because it's got the coronation thing of the mango chutney, Mm. because that's in coronation chicken. Yeah.
0: But it's with blue cheese. It's like colonial... Overtones, but uh, yeah. you know, Commonwealth and all that.
2: But the blue cheese has got, you know, is a bit is French, so it's kind of you know, part of Europe. No, it doesn't quite
0: work. Yeah. I'm sure he's making blue cheese on that Dutchy originals farm of his, I'm isn't it? Sure.
2: He? Yeah. So what are you thinking? Are you gonna write to him or
0: maybe you could make a put a call you've called uh well it would have been Clarence House that blocked your number. Did Buckingham Palace ever block your number? I
2: don't think so. I don't think oh, it ever you went go. that far. You should, right,
0: yeah. Um As time's gone on, I'm not sure how nice that sandwich was.
2: What? You made out it's the best thing ever.
0: You're joking. You know what I'm like, though? I get carried away.
2: I never even tried it because I hate blue cheese, but I totally
0: believe that if I'd like blue cheese, I would have thought it was amazing. It's all I could talk about in about 2007. Have
2: you not had it since? No. You don't even like it.
0: Well, I did, but then... The fact that I haven't been back to it is probably indicative of something. I feel like I don't know who you are anymore. Oh, no, like I can see I
2: you don't. as this like person who loves blue cheese and mango chutney.
0: I went to, pizza, went to pizza Express on Saturday and um, I saw a pizza. And my first thought was, oh, that is a ridiculous pizza. Mm. And my second thought was, oh, I've got to order that then. I
2: know exactly what one it
0: is because I went to Pizza Express last night. It's that paneer one, isn't it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what was
2: it like? Is it good. good?
0: It was like something I would invent if I was on Come Dine with me. <laughs> I'm going to do a pizza, but on the Indian style. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of liked it and thought it was awful all at the same time. Of course, of course. It um, is here, something I've been thinking about, like with Charles ascending to the throne. Mm. And I could be wrong, but at this point, I am kind of resigned to the idea that there might not be a, a sequel to the Old Man of Loch Nagar. What
2: are you talking about?
0: His children's book.
2: I have no memory of that.
0: Really? He, wrote, he did
2: a children's book.
0: Oh, yeah. Really? He both wrote it and he was a character in it. Oh, that's a bit arrogant. Yeah. Although yeah. well, quite meta, it's a bit Kurt Vonnegut in a way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't know if if anybody has ever compared the writing styles. It's just like a bit of a phase of Royals doing that kind of thing because Sarah Fergie Ferguson did Budgie the Helicopter. With John Richardson, my father in law. Yeah, carry on. (laughs) Have we ever talked about (laughs) that on the podcast? No. I I? I deliberately didn't mention it because I thought, I wonder if that feels private to Annabelle. No, I want to shout it from the rooftops. I'm incredibly proud. So, Budgie, people will remember it was a TV show, Budgie the Helicopter. Yeah, yeah. And it was the, the whole thing was the brainchild of Sarah Fergie Ferguson
2: yeah yeah well the story was but the visuals
0: yeah. were I mean there were there was uh, I think some d- d- accusations of plagiarism around the time it first emerged but I think those were quickly put to
2: oh to right I didn't know about that yeah well in terms of the story mm-hmm. oh okay fine as long as it yeah, not the, the illustrations. illustrations yeah so Tom's dad is the uh, is the co-author of Buddy the Helicopter he was the illustrator
0: this is amazing mm-hmm Amazing, you, isn't it? Yeah. Are you giving us anything more on this? Um, did, did he, he ever did he say, say, say to her, Joe, you know, my wife and I tried something last night and <laughs> I would never have would never have thought this would be pleasurable, but it really was. <laughs> do you know what? She sucked my toes <laughs> and I sucked her toes. No. Sarah so Ferguson and said, well, that sounds awful, but then there was a little mm, glint in her yeah. eye.
2: Yeah. I- came back to her later. Yeah. No, they, they did used to get a Christmas card to the whole family every year until I think quite recently. Yeah. I wonder what changed. Well, I think Tom's family maybe fell apart. I don't know why I'm laughing. Oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been some kind of separation, there. right? Right, yeah. right. But, yeah. but but but
0: so she doesn't know where to send the card to <laughs> exactly, doesn't they? But this this what, Here's what's vexing to me about that. Then, yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> is she keeping up to date with the marital status of everybody she's ever known or worked with? Good point. Like, is he or did he update her? <laughs> I uh, Duchess, <laughs> just to let you know. I'm not at this address anymore and don't send send me a card because things have taken a turn. I mean what I don't understand why that would then be the Christmas card stop.
2: I'm wondering now yeah. if I've got that wrong and it, it just, seems, and it, just seems... pe- it petered out yes. and it co- coincided with I maybe know, yeah. you
0: know there was a changes were made to what she got from the public purse or something. Oh I
2: think yeah maybe she wasn't sending out so many cards I don't know. But yeah, yeah you're quite right you're mm. quite right. <laughs> I don't know. The old mm.
0: man of Loch Nagar. Oh
2: yeah yes yeah, go back to that. Yeah go on.
0: It is uh, on the Amazon best-selling children's book list, number ten thousand one hundred and three. <laughs> it's, it's still on the list. Wow! Are you scuffing at that chart position? Yeah, because your bloody father-in-law and oh! Fergie Ferguson—they're <laughs> number one hundred and seventeen thousand three hundred and twenty-two. What? Yeah. Which
2: which one? That
0: budgie. Why were there more?
2: Yeah, I think there was there were several. Yeah, we got a few at home.
0: What would? The, Different characters and stuff. No,
2: no, just several, like, books of Budgie. Wasn't oh, just one I, see, Budgie I, see,
0: yeah. I see, I see, I um, see, Yeah, he plays bagpipes in his book, Prince Charles. It I bet it. Sarah Ferguson doesn't even put in a cameo in hers, does she? No, or Maybe no. she does, I, d- no, I don't know. I don't think so. I think every every child in the country should get a free copy of The Old Man of Loughnagar for, yes, for the coronation.
2: Yeah, that's a great idea. But he's got
0: a lot in a lockup, somewhere. For
2: sure, yeah, yeah. You know. Especially by how many Annabelle versus the internet so got. <laughs>
0: I <laughs> think his publishers got in touch and said, We were gonna pulp them, but if you'd like to buy some copies from us
2: And it's quite expensive price. <laughs> That's part
0: of their business model, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it um, is. Um also like you know, kids kids though, like I can't remember what we got for the Silver Jubilee, so so tiny or the Royal Wedding, but we got used to get stuff. Really? Something like bookmarks or ashtrays and things. Oh
2: God! I just no memory. No,
0: kids like any old crap. Oh yeah, Gideon's Bible. It's free. I love that. Yeah,
2: yeah. Anything that's yours yeah. and free. National an insurance
0: card. Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> I'm sure they'd be happy with a copy of the Old Man of Loch I'm sure. Game to dig them out. Every adult should get um, a blue cheese and mango chutney toasty made with Dutchy Originals blue cheese mm-hmm. or a packet of Dutchy Originals shortbread. I'd like that. Yeah, Very nice, wouldn't it? Joe, for the Queen's coronation, Mm. Um, the Korean War was ongoing at the time. It was it? Yeah. And uh, Canadians, of course, part of the Commonwealth. Canadian soldiers in the Korean War on the day of her coronation fired red, white and blue smoke shells at the enemy.
2: You are joking. No. That's insane. Actually (laughs) insane. No. Well, what? Like... We, we, we're shooting you but we're also celebrating yeah. the Queen we've we got to do both sorry
0: that look so at it. isn't weird. this pretty just as you meet you <laughs> that
2: is bizarre I know
0: I know makes you think about the Red Arrows in combat doesn't it <laughs>
2: it does yeah
0: um, I can give you another coronation if you like oh yes please I'm enjoying so it. I thought so I was looking through them and I was thinking um, so we've got Charles III coming mm. let's get, go to his predecessor as a Charles Charles II yeah. guess who was there so was it his wedding, uh, coronation? Sorry.
2: Well, definitely not Oliver Cromwell. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know who was there. I think of someone from that era. I should do because I studied that for A level that era. Um, I don't know.
0: Tell me, Samuel Pepys, the diarist. Of course he was. Yeah. Do you think that would be like having a blogger or a vlogger yeah, at the coronation? It
2: would. Yeah. Modern oh, day. Watch yeah. what you
0: say around Pepys. Pepys. We just have to content. <laughs> yeah. It's all content with him. Uh, so what he did at the uh, coronation Go on um, at the end at the, the, the end of the day. Go on. threw up on himself. he did not an extract from Samuels Peep's diary.
2: <laughs> he did cross them all
0: up. We drank the king's health and nothing else till one of the gentlemen fell down stark drunk and lay there spewing, and I went to my lord's pretty well, but no sooner abed with Mr. Shepley, but my head began to hum, and I too vomit. <laughs> If ever I was foxed, it was now, which I cannot say yet because I fell asleep and slept till morning. Only when I waked, I found myself wet with my spewing.
2: Wow. That's extraordinary. I know. You don't get that from bloggers today.
1: No. Do you? That's great. But well, if
0: anybody from the palace is listening, maybe you want to get Zoella. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the most up to date yeah. blogger I can think. Well of. Well done, yeah. I <laughs> think it might be I about mean, I, ten years ago. I out can't of think today. of anyone yeah. else, but yeah. Yeah, but you know, get a few TikTokers there. Mm. Uh, for posterity. Yeah, definitely. Spewing on themselves. Mm. Wet. <laughs> that's disgusting. <laughs> looked at the, uh, the the counter on the old computer that was all that all went on forever didn't it
2: blimey yeah that was, that was a long one
0: and we started late as well i know it's going to be tomorrow before we finish <laughs> right um let's hear from the drifters then in that case
2: first is from liz so i'll set the scene it was the parent teacher night for our eldest son who is an older teen and approaching what would be a levels i think in the uk Anyway, my husband and I went along to meet his teachers. He hasn't been at this school long, so we don't know many of the teachers by sight. Our son talks about this and that teacher, but we've not yet met them. He has a different teacher for each subject, and it was the kind of evening where all the teachers are wearing a name tag and are sitting in several rooms behind tables, and there is a list of teachers and their subject and the room they can be found in. You can then approach the teacher and introduce yourself and have a casual chat about your child, e.g. Hi, I'm Liz and this is John and we're the parents of Chris, etc. We wandered around meeting the German teacher and then the physics teacher, both older experienced teachers and quite clear to me who they were and what their names were. Then came time to meet the maths teacher. Our son has been telling us about this new maths teacher. He really likes him and has quite recently been employed by the school as a kind of a star teacher. He's a youngish maths PhD graduate from one of our very prestigious local universities. We live in Switzerland and is involved in maths research alongside his teaching. Also, apparently, he's a fabulous teacher that makes the subject understandable and accessible to teenagers, etc. My son has been saying this teacher's name regularly at home. Let's call him Mr. Pirelli. I know this maths teacher is called Mr. Pirelli. I know. It's locked in my brain because my son mentions him regularly. Back to the evening.
0: I love that Pirelli was the first name.
2: I know. Fabulous was, yeah. name. We find Mr. Pirelli. That and-
0: sprung to mind. I don't I know. It wasn't his first name. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I need a name as a placeholder. Let's go with Pirelli. Pirelli. It's great.
2: We find Mr. Pirelli and sit in front of him and introduce ourselves. Hello, I'm Liz and this is John and we're Chris's parents. It's the first time meeting him and the first thing that strikes me is how young he is. I didn't realise how young. Fresh out of teacher training, I would say. And it also becomes obvious to me how desperate he is to please the parents and make sure that our kids like his classes. He's nervous and flushed, and I want to put him at ease. We speak about our son, who is quite good at maths, but the teacher keeps saying, but do you think think he likes my classes? Does he (laughs) say that he understands my explanations? Very eager to please and quite nervous to be speaking to parents. I say, oh, yes, Mr. Smythson, he loves your classes. He's always coming home and saying, oh, Mr. Smythson, this and Mr. Smythson, that. And we hear a lot about you at home which is true. But remember, his name is not Mr. Smyson, That's the other maths teacher's name. I can't stop saying this name, Mr. Smycen, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> My husband shoots me a few odd looks as I effusively sing this young teacher's praises, calling him a whole different name. I can sense this teacher might also be a drifter, so I'm trying to make him feel better and confident in his teaching ability. Yes, our son really loves your classes, laughing loudly and smiling as I use the wrong name, the name of his also popular senior colleague. We thank him and leave the table. And as my husband mutters to me, his name is Mr Pirelli, what? I say, oh God, no, is it? Isn't Mr. Pirelli the other math teacher? No, my husband assures me that Mr. Pirelli is the new teacher we just spoke with. <laughs> oh, God, no. I have to go back and apologise. But as I turn around, there is another parent already speaking to him. Oh, God. Mm. He's going to think that he's a loser and the only good, memorable teacher is his colleague. He's going to think no one <laughs> cares about him or his classes. And our kids think his classes are terrible. I couldn't let it go. I felt so bad. I must let this poor, young, desperate new teacher know that he is loved and wanted and amazing and my son likes his classes and (laughs) I do know his name. The thing that keeps ringing in my head is how I kept repeating his name because I wanted him to know that our son speaks about him and that he's a bit of a hero in our house regarding maths, making it interesting for our son and improving his grades too. I wanted to ring him, send an email, (laughs) write a note, apologise somehow but my husband and kids said, oh, for God's sake, let it go, Mum. But they don't know the torture that it is to be a drifter. Oh. I hope he doesn't leave
0: teaching because of me. <laughs> that was magnificent. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, firstly, very relatable. Yes. <laughs> Secondly, yeah, yeah. did you get did you get a little kick out of the fact that you got someone listening to this in Switzerland? Yeah, yeah, definitely, 100%. Why? why? Part of me thinks... Oh, this this is this is the audience this podcast needs. Mm. Somebody living in Switzerland, Switzerland. <laughs> like in my mind, it's a very glamorous life that they're leading. Mm. Like um, the reason one of those teachers was called Smithson or Smithson was because she's got Smithson stationery. Oh yeah, probably. Husband's got the Pirelli calendar
2: <laughs> up, up there on the wall. It's very sophisticated, yeah. Oh, Liz, mm, thank you. Building a nice picture there.
0: Don't know which of those cantons you're in, but um,
2: <laughs> keep doing it. And this is from Dan. I just stopped into one of my favourite coffee shops near my office. Being Friday and wanting a little bit of a treat, I was going to get a fancy latte instead of my usual normal basic black. As I was looking at the menu board...
0: That, can I just say this is interesting? is interesting. Mm. I'm a black coffee drinker, mm. and and the idea that a treat to yourself then would be having some milk in your coffee—well, just like a m- bit more exciting, like—just feels a bit milk. Ru- milk feels ruinous if, to me. You know, but he's having—he's probably
2: bl- having like a basic filter coffee, and now he's having like a sort of a sophisticated barista coffee. Mm. I think that's okay, how he's okay, seeing okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. As I was looking at the menu board and not making eye contact with the barista. I noticed I could order the latte hot, iced or blended. Blended? It's Friday. Let's give that a try. (laughs) I asked the college age barista if I could get a blended miel. After she confirmed that I could and in my excitement, I forgot myself and foolishly used more words than required to order my drink. Instead of just saying, I'd like a blended latte miel, I felt the need to get all wordy and I added, I've never had it blended before. To which she replied, without a hint of enthusiasm, well, it'll be a fun little experience for all of us. (laughs) (laughs) With my smile vacantly plotted on my face, I was hit with the realisation this was not an invitation to banter. This wasn't even a sarcastic rejection of my small talk efforts. This was a complete and brutal dismissal of my entire generation's attempts at interacting with our younger, cooler replacements. Even now, playing it in my head, I can't help but be impressed with the surgical efficiency of her response. Not only was she not interested in me saying anything other than what I wanted to order, she confidently made it clear that my... Our generation is incapable of offering anything yeah, of value yeah. and shouldn't make any effort to do so. Message received. I retreated to the back of the shop to wait for my drink and then quickly made my exit without making eye contact with anyone. I'll obviously have to find a new coffee shop.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Again, I find that so relatable. Oh, mm. I've long since given, even on the rare occasions where I think, oh, maybe I'll say this thing. I don't. I just know that's going to be the reaction. I've never
2: had it blended before.
0: <laughs> I'm imagining her as um as Darla from Roseanne maybe. Was she called uh, Dalla? Yeah, 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 Darla, yeah. yeah Darla. Or maybe played Darla. by uh, Janine Garofalo in a nineties slacker movie. Mm-mm. Great. Loved both of those. Yeah. Um send us yours, please. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Annabelle. Yes Let's have another way In which you are not A fully functioning adult
2: It was my son's birthday This week mm. He had a thing With some friends On the Sunday mm. He went to his school For his actual birthday On the Monday And mm. then we went wild And took him to Pizza Express As I already mentioned For his dinner That evening
0: it's like we're sponsored by pizza Express. i know this is weird only i'm, I'm not i wasn't derogatory about that pizza but I, 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 neither was i <laughs> fulsome in my praise either no, no. so i think i think people will understand we're not taking back anders from pizza express and we've here.
2: blown any hope of any kind of sponsorship yeah. yeah so on each of these three occasions he had the happy birthday song sang to him and each time he behaved in the most normal way possible he looked mortified I mean, obviously, I didn't see the school one because I'm neither his teacher or a peeping Tom. But he told me afterwards how he felt. He said he felt shy. Mm. So why why are we doing it to each other then? Because it's not normal to stand in front of one person (laughs) and sing at them. Like, when else do you do this? I suppose also door-to-door carol singing
1: Mm.
2: and auditions. And that entertainment laid on during some of the date episodes towards the end of Love Island. (laughs) Although actually, that's two people. Which makes me think they should do a Love Yourself Island where they fill a villa in Mallorca with people who hate themselves and then try and get to love themselves over the course of a summer. ITV 2, you can have that. (laughs) But don't have people singing at one person during the entertainment of these solo date episodes. Anyway, it's good to see my son is normal. The worst of the three Happy Birthday songs was the Pizza Express one, because I'd taken candles to put on his dessert and I'd secretly given them to the manager. But then he ordered an ice lolly for his dessert. (laughs) (laughs) And the, the thought of sticking five lit candles in an ice lolly and parading it through the restaurant was thankfully too much for her. And she gave him a free bit of cake. But when the waiter brought it over, he brought it over while singing and I joined in. But Tom, my son's dad, didn't join in. I think he was too embarrassed by it all. So it was just me and some random it waiter. was so weird. It was so weird. Okay, Tom, sing. What was his excuse? I don't know. He He's so one. outgoing. I know. He should have like boomed in. Yeah. I think he found it embarrassing as well. Wow. <laughs> I did have a thought about the candles though, birthday candles. Mm. And if you're a birthday cake candle maker, this is really just for you. Why are they so long? Like, how long is everyone singing for? Because you'd have to sing the Happy Birthday song 78.4 times approximately to get full use of them and burn them right down. And I do get why you don't want them too close. But, like, what's birthday cake without quite a lot of wax (laughs) drips? Honestly, birthday cake candle makers, I've just doubled your profits. Although I have to confess, and I think you're going to judge this for me, I do reuse them. It's just too wasteful for me to throw them away.
0: Oh, Because I was thinking their whole business model is... People just buy new ones every year. Oh,
2: no, no. I do, I, sorry, I reuse mine. Good
0: for you. No, yeah, no, it's only impressive. They, they, they burn I mean, down a, like... You are a thrifty person. Very. They
2: burn down like... They're, they're only singing for like 10 seconds. They yeah. burn down like nothing.
0: Yeah. But like, you, you know, just... Uh, I, I think 80% out of the time, you, you definitely fall the right side of, side of the line between... Thrifty and tight.
2: Oh, thank you. 80%. Thank you. I really, I take that as a great compliment. But what I'd like to do most of all is get rid of the candle altogether. Sorry, birthday cake candle makers. I've just wiped out your entire profits because as I said before, I've said this many times, it's disgusting to blow over all your food and then offer it to everyone. It's horrible. (laughs) And while we're at it, the song itself, like it is very simplistic lyrically, Mm. which is a bit patronising to children because I knew all the words to wham, rat when I was seven and this is a song which celebrates not having a job and just signing on, which feels really weird now. <laughs> hey, jerk, you work. This boy's got better things to do. Why was I singing that song at seven? And I think it's pretty well known that they think the melody came from two kindergarten teachers. They used to sing... Andrew Ridley and George Michael. No, kindergarten. No, 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 the melody to Happy Birthday. Oh, yes, yeah. It came from two kindergarten teachers. who used to sing Good Morning All to their class. And then the happy birthday words were added in 1912. And then obviously it must have taken a while to take off. Like, who knows how that happened? Like, was it word of mouth? Did they put it on the news? Like, I'm really fascinated by how it took off across... Did it
0: go on, like, Capital FM's A-list? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's on heavy rotation.
2: Yeah. Like, it took off all across, like, English-speaking countries. Like, how, how did it take off? But what's most interesting to me is that there was no Happy Birthday song before this. We just didn't do it. We've only been doing it for a maximum of about 100 years, So what I'm hoping is in another million years, we will have evolved to not be embarrassed by the happy birthday singing. And by the year 1 million 2022, or however they say it, it's going to be a breeze. So that is something to look forward to.
0: (laughs) God, that's so interesting. So in your research, Mm. in your deep research, Mm -hmm. because happy birthday to you is the English language song, Mm. Were there non-English language songs that predate it? Or did that kickstart it for all the birthday songs?
2: I don't know. Great question. There's this
0: whole other song about, you know, may you live 100 years.
2: Yes, I don't
0: know. I don't know. So was it because that's what happened with national anthems. I think it was us. We didn't do it first. I think we might have done. Like we, we, although I've got an odd feeling it might have been Holland or Belgium. But no, I I think it was us. We got a national anthem and everyone thought, oh, that's good. We should have one too. But everyone just had the same tune at first.
2: Oh, right.
0: Yeah. Well,
2: I'd love to know that about who did, who, who, which country did the first happy birthday song. If anyone knows, let's know.
0: Yeah. And is there an amazing happy birthday song that we don't know about? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be great to Like know. with mad lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, let us know, please. Hello at adriftpodcast.com. Now, last week, we, uh, we we decided to address the fact that we wanted to give our patrons on Patreon a bit more bang for the buck, mm-hmm. and we we talked through that a little bit mm-hmm. and about how the pandemic disrupted things and we never quite got on an even keel and and we've been putting a bit of thoughts and time into a version of Patreon. So you can, if you enjoy the podcast and you're with us every week and you enjoy the stories and uh, what have you, then you you can support the podcast um, in a way that I hope gives a bit more back to you. Mm -hmm. And we promised that Monday just gone, the whole thing would be updated. Yep. Did it happen? Guess what?
1: It
2: did. Great. Yep. You're so organised. It's incredible, isn't it? Truly incredible.
0: So, should we talk talk through? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm going um, to go up? on the Patreon page for the first time to have a look at what it looks like. So, it, there's there's different tiers depending on you know as as I said last week. It's a tough time, energy bills through the roof, cost of living crisis, all that stuff. And and just generally, we don't expect you to no. support the podcast. It's mm. always here for free if optional. you want it. Yeah. Mm. However, if you enjoy it, this is what we do for a living, this is our, our job. Um, if you want to support us, then we've been thinking about what we can give back to say thank you. So it's tiers, right? Yeah. Depending on how much people feel they're able to contribute every month. Yep. yep. So the first tier... Now this stays the same. This is the same as before. Cash for honors. No change. If you just give us a dollar a month, mm-hmm. American dollar a month.
2: Is it? Is it? Well, it's a pound. Does it well, say it dollar now. on yours. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Oh right, that's weird. Yeah. Oh, that. it's, oh, it's because you're not in. in you're in. Um, you're logged in. That's why.
0: Okay. It's a pound. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. We'll give you a title. Yeah. So what we've always done. Sign up. Maybe you're going to be uh, an earl, a high sea lord admiral. Pope. Sometimes people ask. Sometimes you just bestow. Yep, you that, can request one. That's fine. That remains the same. Mm-hmm. Next tier, two pound. Right. So what goes on? This is says here the newsletter. Tell us about that.
2: So this is monthly. You're mm-hmm. going to get a newsletter every month. Have you ever wondered what am I going to watch, what am I going to listen to, what am I going to read? Well,
0: where am I going to go for my dinner?
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, we could do that. Wonder. I had no- a
0: great pizza at Pizza. <laughs> <Australia>. <laughs>
2: I didn't didn't know we were going to do restaurants. That might be a bit London-centric, although maybe not. Maybe you pick a chain. (laughs) We could do ZZ's (laughs) next. Sometimes go there. So it's going to be our recommendations, our pick of the month of what we've been listening to. Consuming, yeah. Consuming. It could be musical podcasts, watching TV, films, or reading books maybe you could recommend a a leaflet or a magazine you looked at I don't
0: know <laughs> a pamphlet
2: a pamphlet yeah. Pro- probably not that
0: a tweet so, but
2: like, I think Can I recommend a tweet I, I often don't know what to watch and uh, I like your taste Jeff so I'm always interested to hear what you're consuming less so me for
0: anyone else but anyway no 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 like, likewise actually and and I, I have the same thing. I'm always sitting down and you lose half an evening thinking, what should we watch? Mm. I'm always watching stuff. I'm a recluse. I don't leave the house. Mm -mm. So why don't we share some of that? I'm looking forward to
2: recommending books the most of all, because um, when I read a book, all I want to do. And if I like it, I want to tell everybody about it. So this is just my excuse to do that. Great. So get that monthly. And it's uh, all the things that we've enjoyed that month are pick of the month. Yes. So that's tier two, two pounds.
0: Okay. Next tier. Four pounds. And what happens at the £4 tier?
2: So do you remember when we did The Secret Waiter? Loved it. Me too. So it's when you can find out about all the things that you wanted to know, whether you're doing something wrong, whether you're annoying them. Anyone who works in a public facing role, all their secrets, behind the scenes secrets. We're going to ask some questions and find out everything we need to know. Like So when we had The Secret Waiter, we were saying, is it annoying when someone asks for the bill and the card machine at the same time? All different questions like that. We're going to find out everything.
0: Did, did we do Barbara as well? No, that, I
2: think that might be the first one we do. Bar Barbara slash hairdresser. Great. But we're going to have the secret GP, maybe the secret cleaner, teacher, the secret plumber.
0: All oh yeah, oh, all this stuff.
2: Any anything in a public-facing role. Secret cafe owner, secret supermarket cashier. Love it. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. This this is really interesting too. So but... that's
2: going to be an extra pop off on that podcast, and that's going to be quarterly. So,
0: okay. Yeah. Great. Okay. And then is, is there another?
2: Yes, there another? the next tier is £8 a month and this is going to be a video podcast. Now, you're going to like this if you're in any way nosy because it's going to be a video podcast where you can vote each time for what you want to see and it can be things like you can see inside our bedside drawers, our fridge, under our beds and we can interrogate each other about what we're seeing. This is
0: great. I would love it on occasion. Bank statement. We do the radio show from each other's houses. Yes. One of my favourite things was rummaging around and commenting on your house. Yeah, yeah. And I'd love nothing more, as I've said before, than going on holiday staying in like an Airbnb and then just getting a taste of the people who live there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or or going to somebody's upstairs toilet and just having a rummage around. So just if you're nosy
2: and have always wanted to see Jess food
0: receipts for the week, for example, mm-hmm. this is your chance. Great. So you're gonna for people people who are on this tier, mm. they'll get a multiple choice. Yeah, they. Can what vote. What will it be this month? They can vote for what they want. Will it? Yeah. Will it be your fridge? Hmm. Will it a bank bank statement? I'm less comfortable with. <laughs> i <I'll> be honest.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe not a bank statement. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, that's great. Mm. I would be very interested in that. Mm.
2: Mm.
0: Okay. And then and then are we are we? Done and there's one some? more tier. One more.
2: Fifteen pound £15.15 a month so it's oh by the way you get everything in the previous tiers as well so say you pay £8 a month for the quarterly video podcast you also get the newsletter and the the other it's
0: a rollover it's It's cumulative okay
2: so the this is called you say it's your birthday you get everything in the previous tiers plus a bespoke video every year on your birthday and we might sing you a song
0: do you think that's an appealing prospect
2: to people? That's I think that's a very optional because that could ruin their day. So you could say you could say I do want this one, but please don't sing the song.
0: Well, I I have to say, you know me, I don't like blowing um, my own trumpet, let alone yours. Yeah, I'd rather blow your trumpet than mine. Mm, mm. But I'm happy to trumpet. I think that is a good Patreon offering that hopefully we've really thought about what people who like this podcast might like Mm -mm. and um you know it's stuff that we'll we'll be able to keep on top of even if you know um the world goes into lockdown again (laughs) for some other reason maybe a comet's going to hit the earth or something we've
2: got a structure that's what we always needed and we've got ourselves a structure we've got a structure
0: um well there it is if you would like to support us on patreon we're incredibly grateful we've got people who've supported us pretty much from day one if not day yeah, one yeah, yeah. and i can't tell you how much that means to us mm. and if you are one of those people who supported us from the off or there or thereabouts we're so grateful to you what we've decided all, all this stuff if you're uh, two pounds or above you're at you're that second tier or above we, we're we're gonna let you have all of that uh, irrespective of tear until the, until end, of the, the year. end of the year yeah, yeah. to say thank you for sticking with us yeah. um, all this time. So you'll, you'll get everything yeah. for the next few months yep, and yep. then it's up to you if you stay where you are or whatever. But as I say, we're, we're, we're incredibly grateful. And if you would like to support us on Patreon, as I say, podcast is free. It's never going anywhere. You're never going to have to pay for it. But um, if you enjoy it and think, actually, I'm going to show them that, that I enjoy it by supporting it and and uh help him carry on producing it and being able to carve out the time to do it yeah then you can just go to patreon which is p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com stroke adrift
2: there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care
0: an arts and craft shop the other day Mm -hmm. love arts not so keen on craft (laughs) (laughs) what's the difference i have a poor relationship with 3d objects oh i like drawing things and i i'm okay with coloring things in but as soon as i'm having to involve bits of fabrics and textiles and materials and making something rise above it goes wrong for me. So that's
2: the difference between arts and crafts. I don't know if it is on that. Okay, right. That's, that's okay.
0: my, uh, my interpretation. Anyway, um, I saw this brand of wool, which I'm, I took a photo. I'm going to show it to Annabelle. Now, do you want to tell us what it says? <laughs> wool and the gang. Wool and the gang. Right. Right? Yeah, yeah. Which it <laughs> seems to me that the whole thing, the, the premise of calling their company is this, oh. is that it looks like Cool and the Gang. Yeah. I should have said But like, you don't pronounce cool. it Wool and the Gang. Wool and the Gang, yeah. And... and yeah, lest uh just just in case you're in any doubt about that, if I just zoom in, can you see above wool and the gang what it says?
2: Oh god, crazy sexy wool.
0: Yeah, like yeah, yeah. crazy sexy cool, but yeah. it's crazy sexy wool.
2: <laughs> that doesn't work.
0: No. But I like him for trying.
2: I like how they're making wool trendy though. I say trendy like <laughs> the gang. <laughs> oh, how how modern, can we get how the young de- demographic? Yeah. Um
0: let me tell you about something I went to the other day. Oh yeah. I wonder if. So I'm gonna say a name. I would say I mentioned this name dozens, if not hundreds of times over the years. I wonder if you know who I'm talking about. Mm. I went to see Mark Lewison.
1: Nope.
0: This is evidence of just how much you zone out of <laughs> some of the stuff I talk about. I'm sorry. He is the 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 Beatles biographer. He writes these incredible um books. About the Beatles, mm. he is as accomplished a historian and a, a writer of history on the subject of the Beatles as the finest biographers of presidents and um, and and great historical figures. He okay. he is phenomenal. Beatles fans revere him.
2: Okay, okay, I won't forget it until the next time. Yeah, you I mean
0: Ooh. it's what's his name again?
2: Martin Lewis and...
0: Mark Lewis. Oh, Mark! Yeah. Okay, Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. I forgot it. He's in the process of writing the definitive three-part biography of the Beatles. It might end up being four parts, but um, the first part came out in 2011. Mm -hmm. It's as big as two Bibles. Oh, my God. It goes up to them recording their first album. What... Starts in the eighteenth century. I Do think. you think that?
2: <laughs> think it might be too much detail. No,
0: nope. no, I cannot get enough of him. He's, wow, he's phenomenal. Okay, okay. and uh, and and the other the other night, he uh, he did a few. Well, actually, over the weekend, he did a few shows at this theater in London.
2: What's he doing? Like reading his talking books? about the Beatles oh, okay. and, and
0: showing slides and pictures oh, okay. and playing uh, video and audio. Um, and it was just about the Beatles during the year 1962. <laughs> wow, wow. Three hours in total. What? Riveting. Wow. It was Honestly, was it? So good. Oh, great. So good. Um, I was telling Sarah about it and she said, oh, you should describe that on, on your podcast. Because mm. I was telling her the, the makeup of the audience. So I was saying it was 80% men of my age or older, mm-hmm. 10% seemed to be their wives who'd been dragged along mm-hmm. and I'm sure had a good night. Yeah. 5% young women under the age of 25 who looked like they were in 1966 Carnaby Street cosplay. Okay. Right. And 5% miscellaneous.
2: Oh, interesting.
0: that mm. That's a great night out mm-hmm. to me. mm mm-hmm. um, just to give you an idea of the, the, the level of detail, the show opened with him describing the alarm clocks that Brian Epstein, the Beatles' newish manager, had bought for them to start off 1962 to make sure they, they were up and out of bed and on their way to their engagements in time. He, he managed to track down the, the make and model and show a slide of that. And then played a recording of what the bell of one oh, of those alarm clocks going oh, off was. Oh, wow. So good. I love that to yeah. detail. That is nice. I mean, nice. it was just, just great. Um, so the other thing what was... It? Oh, today um, I had to go for my annual man of a certain age medical checkup at the GP. Annual? Would you not get one of these? No, I'm
2: w- wondering why I
0: don't. How old are you? 47. I wonder if it's. I wonder if. I don't know actually. I feel like I've been, um, I've been going for these. I mean, firstly, I'm thinking, I wonder if my GP is just great, which I'd be surprised if that was the case <laughs> for a number of reasons. Right. Um. Even though they are, they are, you know, great in the way all GPs are great. Mm, mm.
2: When I say like annual in a surprise way, I mean I've I've never had one. Really, I've never had a checkup.
0: I my feeling is that once I hit forty, I have to go every. It, it's definitely annual and it feels like it's more than that.
2: What do they do? Like blood pressure?
0: So blood pressure, they, t- they do blood tests, uh, an ECG. Really? Yeah. I might
2: call up, see if I should have one. Have they got your number? <laughs>
0: have they got your address? <laughs> so, um, you know, they, they weigh you. I mean, it's all traumatic in, its, in, in different ways. Mm. It's all information you don't want. Mm. I don't want to know... I I thought that I hadn't put on any weight because the tightness of my belt hasn't changed. Mm. As I've come to realise, I think I've just stretched the belt. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so I go in and she uh, she does my um, my blood pressure, which is I have high blood pressure and I take medication for it, but it's it's sky high mm. and the. The the reason it is high, I explained to her, is I'm so nervous about the needle and having uh, the blood press done, yeah, uh, yeah. the blood test done that um, it's it's elevating my blood pressure. She then says, oh, you don't need to worry about that with me. I am known for not hurting people. People, I'm known for, for people not even being able to feel it. So I say, oh, that's great. So then she puts the thing, is it a tonneke, around mm-hmm. my arm? Mm-hmm. I look away, Mm -hmm. absolutely feel it. Oh, right. They're lying to you. Yes, but then I have to pretend. Usually I go, ow, like Uh. a baby. But I'm so worried about not hurting her feelings. Well,
2: that's what's happening with everyone. Everyone's saying, didn't feel a theme because she's built it up like that. Exactly.
0: Hmm. So then she did my blood pressure again. Now the blood tests were out of the the way. Hmm. Still sky high. Oh. Do you want to know Why? Why? Because I'm scared, not of having an ECG done, but of the bit where they then take the tape off your chest and like... <laughs> Does it hurt? Sometimes they rip a bit of hair off. Oh. Ooh. Sometimes it just hurts like pulling a plaster off. <laughs> but I can't really explain that to her. No. I don't want to say, no, I'm known for not hurting people.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think... Um... I've told, told you before. There was one time we were at a doctor, and Sarah was in there with me, and I was yelping and screaming. It was a different procedure, albeit, and, mm. and the woman looked across and said, "It's come on, it's not as bad as childbirth." Said, but that's not that's not the only thing you can scream for. It's not just child. I know, I know that. Right. I don't think it is, mm. but I have to like it. it. Doesn't mean that I'm not allowed to experience this pain no, anyway. Yeah, which is exactly what I felt when they were removing these stickers oh. from the ECG. Like a waxing, did you grow waxing?
2: You make an animalistic no. howl.
0: I thought, this is why I don't wax, <laughs> mm. because for this exact reason—the only reason, yeah—and yeah. maybe aesthetically. Do you not think like a man of a certain age has no business doing anything down there?
2: Oh, down there, yeah, anywhere.
0: You, that would be like me. I don't know. Having a midlife crisis wearing a baseball cap backwards, <laughs> doing other things that young people stereotypically do, even though they probably don't. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you, what's, how is Tom attending to things down there? He's attending it, it, to things a bit, isn't he? Are you really asking? I'm yeah. not,
2: not going to answer that. Why not? No, because it's like, it's pretty personal. He would he would have no problem with it. Oh, okay. Well, he doesn't do anything then. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's, he's a young thing. Well, he's in his late 30s. I know, but yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, people stay at the age they were when he first met. <laughs> oh, them, okay. He's, okay. So he's in his late 20s. Right. And that's so interesting to me because I, I thought anybody under 40 mm. is definitely attending to things. We've been together for a while. Was he back in the day? No, I don't think so. Not even a little trim. I <laughs> So I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to go for the waxing, but I wouldn't mind a little trim. But I don't want to be doing it myself because I think I could easily sort of nip my scrotum. But I don't think there's an option for somebody doing like topiary down there. It's, <laughs> so it's like they they either get to wax you and cause you pain, yeah, yeah, or they're not going near there.
2: No, with the pair no, of no, nobody's no.
0: be like Mister Miyagi and his bonsai tree down there. No. Well, that does seem like a little gap in the market. Well, yeah, maybe that's what maybe you Maybe I do. could do it. Maybe that's what you My could do. My career has somewhat stalled. <laughs> there you go. Gap in the market. Mm. Would you trust me? Not me. I look wizard. me. <laughs> <laughs> then I could be the, uh, the secret scrotal hairdresser. <laughs> People really want quandary cauldron.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they want anything for a change. Okay. That's what they okay. want. So
0: uh, how's it looking then? Who's okay. the first one from?
2: First one is from Carl. My wife and I help out the old boy who lives opposite us. He's a lovely old chap who is approaching 90 and lost his wife about 10 years ago. For someone who's about to turn 90, he is amazingly active, still drives and does his weekly shop and frequently manages to put me to shame. About two years ago, he was waiting to undergo a hip replacement operation, not a trivial thing at his age. In the run up to the operation, delayed due to COVID restrictions, he very politely asked us if we would mind getting his daily paper from the local shop as he was finding it a bit difficult to drive there each morning. Being the nice people we are and him being such a lovely chap, we of course said yes. So each morning I would either walk or drive to the local shop depending on how lazy I felt and pick up his copy of the daily fail making it plainly obvious to all around me that it was for my elderly neighbour and not for me. The trouble is he had his operation 18 months ago and we are still getting his daily paper even though he's been back driving for over a year and goes out most days. I work from home, so I have to make this special trip out every morning and feel obliged to go early so we can read it over breakfast. Having done this for about two years, I'd like to try and back out. Has it gone on too long now for me to politely back out? Should I just take the default drifter's approach and just emigrate? What should I do?
0: I mean, for me, the most important thing is where does this leave you? Vis-a-vis his will.
2: (laughs) That was honestly your first thought. I I really don't think that Carla's even thought of that. I'm wondering if you could do this in any way gradually. So gradually that he doesn't quite notice at first. So you could say, sorry, yeah, mate, I can't do... I can't get your paper this Sunday. Sorry about that. I'll back to normal on Monday. And then just gradually... More and more and more until you suddenly are not doing it anymore. Would that work? No.
0: You could shame him for reading a newspaper like you did to me.
2: Oh yeah, for getting a newspaper delivered because I thought it was weird. But you're, I would for a ninety year old man. I wouldn't think it was weird. It's just that a man who also has the internet I find it weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, we still get it on a weekend. Does that is that okay?
2: No, it's, as I say, there's the internet. But what about
0: all the magazines and things? No, they, they're, nice? all, they're all on the internet. So no, here's 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 the difference. Yeah. If, on a Saturday, Mm. I get the little food supplement that comes with the paper, Mm. I can leaf through it, see what might be nice to have for dinner that night. Okay. To do the same thing on the internet, I just have to sort of, like, randomly click links. You wouldn't necessarily see everything. (laughs) See, like the way it's laid out. Yeah, but it's the same with news. I genuinely think there's an issue here with news stories, right? Mm. If I have a newspaper, Mm. I have to see everything that's in the news. If I just look at the news on the internet, I get to choose the bits of news that I'm drawn to or that maybe validate my existing opinions or um, that feel comfortable to me without ever really being confronted by the bits that I don't want to read. At least with the newspaper, it's all there in front of you and you have kind of Mm. an awareness of the of the news, the Mm. the everything that's fit to print, rather than just the bits that you choose.
2: But say that you're reading The Guardian, for example, and you went on The Guardian news website. You're scrolling from the top to the bottom. You're not stopping halfway down. You're going to scroll the whole thing. Are you not getting all the same news stories that you would get in a newspaper? No, of
0: course you're not. Think about it. I've not read on for a while. Those little things that are about five lines long. or You know, you you get the front page, but then you'd have to go international, culture, Mm. through all the sections. Coronavirus, politics, world, opinion. Environment, mm-hmm. climate crisis, mm-hmm. business, mm-hmm. lifestyle, All right, you're just fashion. Reading, you're just
2: reading them off now. <laughs> I am just reading them off yeah, the yeah. app. but
0: yeah. um, Okay, okay. But, but whereas with a newspaper, you, you, you're you kind of going through it. Mm-hmm. it. It would be weird if you consumed a website in the way that you do a newspaper and there's something troubling, there's something vexing to me about a world in which we're, we're blinkered just to the bits that mm. we want to see okay even if most of that stuff i'm never actually i'm seeing a headline thinking oh i don't want to read that's too <laughs> bleak that's too grim that's not interesting to me at least i have an awareness that it's there okay
2: yeah yeah oh you're very very touchy <laughs> about this because <laughs> i once mocked you <laughs> i can i just
0: say sorry for mocking you for getting a newspaper delivered at your age <laughs> well i did then stop getting it on a weekday
2: are you getting the weekday then as well? Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. That, just, was when oh, you, right. that was when
0: you mocked me. I right. thought, going I keep it as a week because I'd still have this easy, like Sunday morning vision of stirring all the supplements. Yeah. I mean, the truth is here's the honest truth. Mm. Can't remember the last time I looked at a newspaper. Sarah sits reading the magazine on a Saturday. Mm. I'm just looking at my phone the whole time. Right. Okay, right. But the idea the of idea it, of the idea great. of yeah. it.
2: But we're no, we're no closer to solving this problem. Come on. <sighs>
0: So, so Carl doesn't want to do this anymore.
2: No, he's had enough, and he sort of feels that even though he's nearly ninety, he's he's back, to getting back to normal now. He doesn't have to be doing it anymore. And seven days a
0: week, I know. Early part in the morning, part of me is hearing the story and thinking, God, I'd, I'd like something that forces me out of the house. I can go days without going out that front door. Hey,
2: maybe you should get a dog, and then it gives him like it's a reason to do it because he's taking the dog out for a wee as well.
0: Maybe. Mm-hmm you should get a son <laughs> who then gets a paper Our daughter, yeah. who then gets a paper round. Ah. And then you could say to him, when that kid's old enough to do a paper round, hey, such a, do you know what, little, uh, what should we call them, little Jimmy?
2: Well, we've struck on something here that well, like I'm makes with... perfect sense. Why is he not just getting it delivered?
0: Because you can't say to him.
2: Could, no, no. What Carl could do is pay for it. How much did it cost to have a paper delivered? Well, oh, he doesn't know.
0: I, well, I, uh, he doesn't want to say. I was just... I assume oh, it was almost nothing. Oh, well, you got to pay the paper person. The no, boy. I know, but I thought the paper shop as a way of what I felt like it would, what I imagined it would probably be, is that the 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 newspaper shop, the the shop mm. close to my house, which I've mentioned on occasion on this podcast. Mm. I would have thought, in return for hooking somebody, getting the regular business, yeah. of buying a newspaper. Uh, in an age where people are scorned and mocked for it. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> the, the cost of that is low because of the repeat business they're getting week in, week out. Can, you
2: make, can I make a guess of what I think it should be? Yeah. I think it should add 50p onto the price. Considering a, a paper girl is doing probably 30 papers on her round, I think it should add, and she's getting paid maybe, and this is going back thirty years, but getting paid six pounds a week. It should be, but, but that was when you were in your twenties, Annabelle. Things have changed. did <laughs> didn't but, you do a paper until your 20s? At Eighty. Okay. but so it should be. Well, then let's double it. Then they should. It should be a pound on it. So if you're getting the paper done seven days a week, I'm saying you're, giving, you're being charged seven pound a week. It's not that. So we're is getting
0: it? it two days a week. Two pounds, and I, I think it's close to what you're saying.
2: Seven pounds. Yeah, for th- two days.
0: I think. I could Mm. be wrong, but I think we're paying more for the delivery than we are for the papers. And I didn't realise this. I kept, like, seeing the bill which comes... Like, there's no rhyme nor reason to when the bill arrives. I just see it and think, oh, God, we've run up nearly £300 on the paper bill. It must be a year since we last paid it. And then I look and it's been however many weeks. And the delivery charge is, is insane. Wow! But... Because of my poor executive function, right? I couldn't tell you how much it is. I just know that it's a lot. Okay, but I'm not. Um, I'm not walking thirty seconds across the road. Okay.
2: <laughs> what is even? This all even more insane than I originally I know, realized. I so what we're saying that actually my idea of just secretly paying for. Someone to deliver You're it. You're going to bankrupt, Carl. Yeah, it's going to be too expensive.
0: Here's what you do. Come on. Start bringing him the Guardian. He'll soon get the message. <laughs>
2: yeah. Say so, oh, they didn't, ha- they didn't have the Daily Mail today.
0: Yeah.
2: I got this for you instead. Yeah. And then it'll suit. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, let's go on to the next one. And it's from Keith. I would like some advice from you guys. When I ha- hang out with my friends, I'm the one who asks questions, e.g. how's work, the family, and how are you? but I never tend to get the same interest back. How do I make a point without being rude or ruining a friendship? I want them to ask me stuff as it shows they're interested. I feel like people love talking about themselves, but never seem to realise to ask anything back. It's not that I want to be the centre of attention. It just grinds my gears when people never reciprocate. I notice it all the time. Friends, colleagues and neighbours do it. I have a mind to just snap and say, I'm fine, by the way. Would I be petty and just talk about myself first and then ask how they are afterwards? How would you guys approach it?
0: Oh, Keith, I don't know why you're asking me. Aura. <laughs> like, you're the last person to talk about yourself unprompted. Mm. Even prompted. And you're, and you're the second last. <laughs> so I do what you do. I ask questions relentlessly. Mm. But part of the reason I ask questions relentlessly is I think I'm so uninteresting and I've got nothing to say that I'd, I'd rather... Seem like I'm fulfilling my role in the conversation by asking questions, but no, it it always feels terrible to me. someone says, "So what's going on with you then?" Or "How are you?" Or "What's Ooh. new with you?" I've not, my uncle Phil used to come round our house every Friday, and he'd uh, he'd always say, "What's up, pal? Oh. Out and out, huh? like any, you know, anything or well, nothing." Okay, I don't know what to say to that. No, question. it's very hard. Oh.
2: I wish I was the kind of person who did have an answer to that question. Yeah. Some people are. They've got, well, yeah. and they're a real loss of yeah. stuff.
0: Sometimes something's happened to me mm. and I've already in my mind pre-scripted it into as as concise a version <laughs> of the story or the fact that I've found. Mm-mm. And then I will just use that until everybody I know <laughs> has heard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll go back to asking questions again.
2: That is a very good technique. I'm I've got like a set list sometimes. That's great. I think it's the I think it's the way to do it. Yeah. Then you're not stuck. But anyway, that's not what Keith's asking. I think I wonder if Keith's got something similar about him for different reasons that he doesn't he doesn't like a scared of a silence. So when he sees someone, he feels it straight away with a, and he jumps in too quickly with questions. Yeah. Not giving these people because who are these people? Who are No, I'll asking tell you what. I'll back? tell you what. Is that because- normal?
0: No, I, 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 don't I think know it is people no, like I think it is normal. I think you do know people like that, but you're you're mm. so averse to talking about yourself. I don't notice. <laughs> you don't notice. No. I'm telling you because he he what Keith is describing is an issue for me. Oh. I don't want to talk oh, right. about myself, okay. but I do quite find myself resenting the fact that people haven't asked.
2: Oh. And how, how are you dealing with this? Like, so in
0: my mind, I see them going, ask an effing question. About me. You know, it's not just you, about you, you, you. you. you yeah. But at the same time, I'm pleased it's just about you, you, you because oh, I've got gosh. nothing to say about myself. How exhausting.
2: So what's he going to do then?
0: Because
2: I always suggest new friends, but if everyone's doing it, then... Well, know, not
0: everyone, but more people do it than you'd imagine. I think a bit of pass ag. Yeah, go on.
2: So like you said, I'm fine, by the way. Just as you're walking off, oh, I'm fine by the way. No, that's too, that's too aggressive. It's a bit, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not, not, pass enough. No, it's too ag, not enough pass. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, let me think about this because I feel like if I can hit on a good answer,
2: you could just you could fill the silence by talking about yourself. Well, that's what that's, every other time. That's what, like a,
0: a normal person like Sarah would do. Okay. So and then, I but she gets haven't... annoyed at people not asking. You know, who just talk about themselves she she has a lot of rage towards those people mm. but she doesn't struggle to carve out conversation for herself carve out a space for herself in right, the conversation right, right.
2: Um, well this is a tricky one
0: yeah i mean are these people just expecting a conversational volley that if you say so what's going on with you and they say i just went to the supermarket and I got three tubes of crest toothpaste for the price of two that they don't then need to say, What's going on with you? What your role in the conversation is you're supposed to go. Well, let me tell you what I saw in the basket the other day. Ah. I think that's how normal human interaction works.
1: Right.
0: But-
2: you don't ha- you don't always have to be asked. You could offer something.
0: I think it's about picking up the baton, isn't it? Yeah. But I really struggle. Oh, we need to do as some, this whole some, podcast. We need thing. to do
2: some workshops. By which I mean, when I say that, I mean get an expert to do the yes. workshops. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. Also yeah. learn. Yeah. Mm.
0: So I think there's your answer. But you're listening to the podcast. You're listening to the wrong podcast yeah. if you want to find out how to do that. Because <laughs> yeah. that I mean that is basically mm. the whole the whole issue here, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We Sorry. are the people who don't know how to do that. And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. If you have a quandary for Quandary Corner, if you want to know what the social rules are in any given situation, apart from uh, how to have a normal social interaction, then you can email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. Same email address to send us your stories of social ineptitude. And now we're back in the flow of it, patreon.com stroke adrift if you feel like supporting us on there. Thank you if you do. No problem if you don't. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the back of music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took our photos. Kim Rainey designed our artwork. And, uh... Ooh! I've never had it blended before. Podication time, and this comes from Rose, who says, Hi, a drift crew. Hi. Hi. Two's a crew. Mm. Three's a crowd. Not that I need to prove I'm a drifter, but it should be noted that I apologise for a full three minutes about what order to write your names in and ultimately settled on a drift crew <laughs> because I couldn't make a decision. <laughs> I still feel uneasy about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always like your name first. I don't, it's alphabetical. I, yeah,
2: I don't mind either way. I'm happy with
0: um, Please could I have a podication whenever? We can. That's not a problem. That's something we can do. Got a can-do attitude here, Rose. I've been listening to the show here in upstate New York, USA, since the Jeff Show days, oh. when I would listen live through iTunes whilst doing my homework. Oh, wow. Upstate yeah, I like that, upstate New York. Are you all right? You yeah. Sleepy VP. I just had a sudden you need to bit...
2: go up the wooden hill to Bedfordshire? No, June? no, I'm, I'm fine, thank you. Just had a little tiny bit of tiredness, but it's gone now.
0: <laughs> Never been to that sort of Woodstock here. I went to a nice sculpture park, maybe in upstate New York. Well, anyway, I romanticised that part of the world, I think. Okay. And downstate New York, big fan, big fan. Um, since the Jeff Show days, when I would listen live through iTunes whilst doing my homework, I wonder if that's even a thing. Can you listen through iTunes anymore? No to idea. The radio? I don't know. I've often thought of asking for a podcast dedicated to me, but the recent drought inspired me to stop what I was doing to write to you. Great. I hope you weren't performing open heart surgery. <laughs> Selfishly, this podcast is for me. I understand, I know what's coming. No one else, you know, would ever listen to this. I can tell that's... Uh, I've read enough of these to know that that's how this always goes. It's probably the next sentence. Yeah, I promise. I have perhaps too assertively at times. Try tried to get others to listen, but alas, they lack my taste. Exactly. Anyway, I'm asking for this publication because I, like so many listeners, have been through it. With the pandemic raging around us, my partner of many years began to lose his battle with alcoholism. Oh, I'm so sorry. Rose, I'm really sorry. Um, Our relationship changed in ways I never could have anticipated. And about a year ago, I made the impossible decision to move out. I mean, it must have been so hard, but... you know it's kindest thing for yourself no doubt and and it is ultimately the kindest thing for your partner but oh god what a what a hard thing and what circumstances i'm really sorry you had to had to do that it just must have been awful um unfortunately it meant having to move back in with my parents at 32 and that has not been the charming or healing experience i'd hoped it would be i think we you know can all understand that as well can't we mm-hmm. Uh, I spent the last year in a state of heightened anxiety with very few opportunities to get the alone time I so desperately need to replenish. I started therapy at the time I moved out of my ex's apartment. Um, while it's truly worked wonders in my life, it's been difficult to navigate my present relationship with my parents whilst processing how my unmet childhood needs contributed to my codependent and self-destructive patterns in adulthood. Uh, I don't know you know it's I think um, putting that stuff under the microscope is important and sometimes accountability could be a part of that and having uncomfortable conversations I also try and think about you know the philip larkin they f you up your mum and dad Mm. poem and about it's what it's what we all do whether we know we're doing it or not and there's um there's a balancing act to be done by those things but yeah that's uh that's hard but i think it's about to get better this is a new paragraph yep just read ahead six or eight words good and unless um further than those six or eight words it's it's about to plummet again. I think I think we're gonna be on the home straight, heading for the triumphant ending here. Let's go. Okay. This weekend, my dog, Max, a not so good but very lovable boy, and I will move into a new house, some distance from my family and ex and close to my chosen family. To say I'm relieved is an understatement. It has been a journey to get here as everything that could have gone wrong in the process has gone wrong. Already, though, I feel the weight of the several uh, last several years beginning to ease. I am incredibly excited to see what's next for me. I know that i've I've started like here's what I worry about. I worry that my reaction to these publications sometimes I feel the need to be like Jerry Springer doing Jerry's final thought <laughs> when it doesn't need it, but I don't know I'm just looking. Looking, and I know that people now think, "Oh, he's always looking for a way to make himself cry." <laughs> but I promise you, I'm not. I'd rather not cry on the podcast. I, I, I find it embarrassing. But yeah, I, 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 thinking about everything we've read so far, like in normal circumstances, the the way that you've taken difficult decisions in order to look after yourself, but but also you're doing the right by other people. And, and, and staring into your life and working out why some of your baggage and some of your stuff is what it is and digging into that because you want to let go of it and you want to be better and the work that goes into that and the determination and the fact that you're not, just sort of sweeping it under the carpet, or or letting yourself stand still, which so many people do, is is like just so impressive. Honestly, I don't know if that sounds insincere, but it's it's the stuff that I think impresses me the most about people. You know, the the ability to do that, and then the ability to do that with the the the, the lunacy and and the kind of mass trauma of what the last two, three years have been, I think it's great. I, I think it's, it's really great. And, you know, you, you've done something hard, but the, the, oh, you've done many hard things, in fact, but the hard things that you've done, I think are the right things as well. You you know, I, I, I've got this phrase in my head that I, I use a lot to myself, like sort of go up or go under, you know, those, those are your choices. But mm-hmm it's It's almost too binary because going up is really hard mm-hmm. and and it can just be easy to go under and and going under can feel cozy or safe or whatever but that that you're just choosing to go up it's 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 really impressive so um I just wanted to say that and I hope it doesn't sound like me pontificating for no reason but um I find everything you've written incredibly impressive and and it reflects really well on you as a person so that's that
2: and I felt excited for I had had a free son of excitement yeah like oh yeah, yeah. So how exciting and you start what's ahead
0: because the, but in that go up or go under thing there's there's something implied in go up you know there's something implied but mm. going up is getting better yeah, what, yeah what's ahead and it's not you know it's not a straight line and um, you know there the, the, the may well be kind of wretched periods in it and but but the the fact that you're pushing on with it it's it's really impressive because people don't you know it's not comfortable to look at the stuff and make the decisions that you've made and i think it's great um she says i'd like to end by thanking the two of you for unknowingly being here for me through it all well you say unknowingly but i don't know if you well i do know you don't put a piece of tape over your webcam and your laptop (laughs) we've got that spyware so it's all very knowing (laughs) um I'm not exaggerating when I say that your mindless drivel has been the distraction I needed on the darkest of days. Well, I don't know what to say to that, you know. But only I'm I'm pleased. It all feels so inconsequential, and if that is good for you, then that's a, it's a wonderful thing that something as as daft and flimsy as this has fulfilled a role for you. That's just wonderful. Um, I'd also like to send so much love out to the Drifters for making me laugh aloud with their contributions. I think specifically um, of the story of the murder mystery dinner <laughs> gone off the rails at least once a week and oh, always smile. Oh, I love that. That's, it's nice. That's so nice. It is. And it's, it's something that perhaps ties us back to Angela Lansbury there-ish. <laughs> no how? murder mystery murder Oh yes hero. of course yes Somehow. Okay Yes yes uh, I'm sure I've gone on long enough so I'll sign off by saying Vive la Mediocrité mm. That's great uh, Peace and love, peace and love, Rose. Well, Rose Do uh, do let us know how it goes. Yeah, do. I'm excited for you. And that's the latest session of the podcast. If you would like a podication email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com.